0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So today's gospel um, is one of those gospels that once you hear it, you should say, wow, that's a really hard gospel. That's a tough gospel. Um, If you do not have that uh, reaction, come talk to me, okay? Maybe there's some family issues, whatever it may be. Come talk to me. i be happy to talk to you. And no, it's not because we just spent a lot of time in Thanksgiving with family that the church gives us this gospel. Um, that is not the reason. Okay. So um, this is a hard gospel. Okay. It says right here, Jesus says to hate family. And basically the three things that we're just going to summarize. Hate family. Count the cost. And once you've counted the cost, forsake it all and carry your cross. Okay. So hate family. Count the cost. Once you've counted the cost, forsake everything and carry your cross. If Jesus was to tell us, forsake everything, we'd be like, that's tough. That's hard. I don't know quite what that means. Okay, I'm willing to give it a try. But it's almost like Jesus is making a point to say, not just forsake everything. Make sure you count the cost first. Like, make sure you know exactly what you're forsaking and then forsake everything. Like, if you thought, like, today's passage was hard, he's saying, like, count the cost. Count, like, the love for family. Count the cost. Okay, get ready. Forsake everything. To me, this is one of the hardest passages to apply. Like, this is one of the toughest passages to apply. And what I always like to do, especially with the church readings, the church is all about themes. Okay, so, like, if you are reading the liturgy gospel in isolation of everything else, You might be missing kind of like, you're still going to get something great out of it because it's the gospel, okay? But you're missing like the theme of the gospel or the theme of the day. So I was wondering to myself, okay, this is a really tough gospel. What is the theme today? And the way that, like the first thing I always go to is the Vespers gospel. Usually the Vespers gospel and the liturgy gospel are like connected. Matins is usually, a lot of times during the year is resurrection. Okay, so it's kind of its own thing. But the Vespers gospel and the liturgy gospel are always connected, Anybody have any idea what the Vespers Gospel was? Okay, I know it's we're in Thanksgiving coma here, but any anyone have any idea? Huh? Very good. This is the verse that we all know and love. The verse that we all know and love. Come to me, all you who, all you who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give give you rest. And this is the part that doesn't make sense take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lonely in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light Vesper's gospel tells us Jesus is saying my yoke is easy and my burden is light come to me, find rest and you're like, wow, that's beautiful and then the liturgy gospel says count the cost hate your family, (laughs) carry the cross and you're like What in the world? Like, where's the theme? Like, they seem almost completely disconnected. How do we go from yoke is easy, my burden is light, hate everyone, leave everything. Okay? Yoke is easy, burden is light, hate everyone, leave everything. I think if you wanted a summary of the theme of today, it's this. Let it go. Let it go. You know, I was thinking... uh, a lot of times, anybody here that, that likes to travel, raising if you like to travel, okay, anybody that likes to travel, okay. One of the, the least favorite things uh, for me when like we travel, okay, and thank God I have the best wife in the world, okay, is is packing before the travel. I'm like, this is not vacation. Like the packing before the travel, you're like, is this gonna be like, like, and we gonna need to get this. And, and when we were like, okay, love our children, okay, the children are the best. When we had, it was just us, right? I could pretty much like take a backpack and go anywhere <laughs> in the world, okay. Like it was like the easiest way to travel. But now that we have kids, and it's like, no, you eat this thing, and this thing, and this thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, like this can't be traveled. And when we're traveling that way, it's like the, the, the equivalent is like luggage versus backpack, okay? Like my whole life was like backpack, I could just go anywhere in the world with a backpack, okay? But luggage, now you have luggage. And when you are traveling with luggage, you can't travel light anymore. Like you don't just get off the plane and be like, okay, what are we gonna do next? No, no, you gotta go drop your luggage off. You get like if your room or whatever is not ready yet, like you gotta go drop your luggage off, you gotta do all this stuff and you have all this, all these things. Versus backpack, I'm ready to go. Tell me where to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. Life is the same way. The more we're able to let things go, not carry so much on ourselves, the lighter we are, the freer we are, the more adaptable, we'd like we can just adapt to change a lot more easily, okay? And this is like a weakness of mine. Like the more we're just on a dime, just go, flexible, adapting to change. Wherever God says, you go. The more we're able to let things go and give it to God rather than carry ourselves, the easier it is. The less anxiety, the less worry, the more joy, the more peace, the more I'm thankful. And this is actually, if you want to know, kind of a stumbling block sometimes, at least in my own life. If I'm unable to hear God's voice, is because I've blocked it out so much with the burdens. Like, I'm thinking of how to solve every problem in my life, rather than going to God and just laying the burdens at His feet. This to me, and maybe to you, sounds really nice, but practically almost impossible okay like sounds nice but practically it's really hard the topic that we're discussing whether you realize it or not is actually a topic that's very popular in uh in terms of a theme in, in the bible and that topic is idolatry idolatry if you read scripture from like front to back there's so much written about idolatry and we're a little bit disconnected from that because we don't really get what that was like back then, Um, even actually today when we were doing the baptism prayers, you notice some of the baptism prayers talk about idolatry, okay, because like in the early church, that was a big thing. Anytime I make something my sole focus, my obsession, even my source of anything, source of happiness, source of joy, source of peace, source of comfort, source of whatever, anytime I make anything other than God my source of fill in the blank, That's idolatry. We don't like to say that. So for example, can I make family my idolatry? Or like idol? Can I make family my idol? For sure. Okay, and we'll kind of discuss how. Like, so I'm not saying even just bad things can be an idol. I'm saying good things can be an idol. The reason God hates idolatry is because you you become what you worship. Okay, like, that's the whole point of worship, right? Like, the whole point of communing with God is that we become more like Him. We become more like God by communing with Him, by worshiping Him. So we become more like Him. In the Old Testament, this was very dangerous because the gods that the other nations were worshiping were crazy. like, Like, they believed in some crazy stuff. So they became like the pagan nations, and that's what God was trying to protect them from the whole time, because they were practicing those terrible, terrible things. So they would go in this nation, oh, but this this is the god of, you know, whatever, of, of uh, fertility. So you got to pray to this god. This is the god of whatever, so you got to pray to that god. And it's like, oh, I have to pray to all these gods. But what they didn't notice is that you weren't just worshipping an idol. You were communing with something. And St. Paul tells us, like, you're communing, like, with demons, is what he said. And you're becoming more and more like that demonic spirit that's in that land. And it sounds scary. And the reason that God, again, hated idolatry is because, again, you become what you worship. That's all the verses, by the way, when you read, like, I am a jealous God. That's all out of God's, like, tender love, like God's tender care. So when I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about all the things that we carry, okay, all the things that we carry, and everybody has a million things going on in life, all the things that we carry. And I was thinking, what are some easy examples, and you can probably think of a million more, but these are the ones that just came off the top of my head. Of things, even good things, that could become idle in my life, an idol in my life. First one I wrote down is family. Okay, and I love, I love my family. My family is the best. i Am not saying anything bad about anybody's family? Your family is great too. Okay, again, if this, if this uh, uh, hate your family verse came easy to you, and you're like, oh yeah, that's done. Like, no, that's that's not the right answer. Okay, <laughs> that, that's not the right answer. So, what Jesus is pointing at though is any time. I make family my number one over God, no, and then we have a problem priorities. Something that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, anybody here read The uh, Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis? Okay, there was, so in The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis is basically like uh, an allegory um, of people going through, um, whatever you wanna call it, like going through different stages of like purification. And, And they're basically, like you're seeing them encounter the things that they struggled with on earth, like specific sins, okay? So you see all these crazy things, okay? You see, like, the sin of pride, you know, uh, uh, like, like, you know, pride and arrogance and things like that. And you're like, yeah, of course, like, that's obvious. But then there's one. There's one where it's like the mom, okay? There's the mom. And anybody who sees this one, they're like, wait, what? It's the mom who on the surface seems to really love her son, okay? And she lost her son. And she really, really loved her son. But what she realizes, you keep reading, is that it wasn't real love. Is that she had turned her son into an idol. And she didn't care about God, she didn't care about anybody else in her life, she became obsessed with her son. And that one always gets to me, because like like I'm like your children, you know, like there's that, like, like you love your children, you can do anything for your children. But God is saying yes, but be careful. The devil can even use the most precious gifts in our lives to turn it around into something that's not good. So anytime I become obsessed, and I say, I'm gonna solve this, I'm gonna do whatever, my kid is this, and I'm focused, focused, focused here, but not connecting that to God. That's a problem. Another example. You might say, you know what? I wanna be a hard worker. And I would say, good for you. The Bible says we should work hard. Like anybody, like you should work hard. You should do everything you can. Use your talents, use your gifts, use your skills. Fantastic. Can your hard work become an idol? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like your hard work could for sure become an idol. You can go from, I'm just a hard worker to obsessed. And this is the only thing that matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll catch up on church in a couple of weeks, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk to God when I get to it. Like, But then this becomes your sole focus. One that I hear often, and, and this was uh, in the field that I was in before I was a priest, is financial stewardship. Okay, financial stewardship. And uh, again, Good principles. You should absolutely be responsible with your money. You should not be careless, okay? There's like, and again, if you're like, I don't care about that, that's also a problem, okay? There's a balance. No, you should absolutely care about it, for sure. Can money become an idol? I mean, Jesus talks about that one clearly, okay? He says, nobody can serve, what, two masters. What are we to do? Jesus is telling us straight up today, you have to forsake these things if you want your burden to be like connecting the two Gospels. If you want your burden to be light, if you want that yoke to be easy, live life free, at peace. And we see this with, like, the martyrs. There's, like, a letter of uh, one of the most beautiful letters of one of the greatest martyrs in our church St. Ignatius of Antioch. And he's writing a letter to his people telling them, please don't try to stop my martyrdom that's happening. Like, he's on his way to be de- being martyred. I'll save the gruesome details. Okay, but, like, basically he's going to be kids, sorry, devoured by animals. Okay, he's going to be devoured by animals like, like it's Awful. Like, awful stuff. And he is completely at peace with the fact that it's about to happen. Like, he's on his way, writing the study. He says, I'm good. Don't worry about me. Here's what you need to do. Follow God. Believe in the church. Like, invest in your relationship with God. And he's, he's, like, he's instructing them what to do. I'm fine. And you're like, what in the world is that peace? Look, I'm not, like, saying it. If, I've, if I was going to go on my way to be devoured by animals, that's not what's going to be on my mind. Right? But where's that peace coming from? Again, this is what God is telling us today What Jesus is telling us today If you want peace Burden is light Give it to me Let me carry it I think the first step Is we do what's hard And we count the cost We count the cost Jesus says, you want to follow me? Count the cost and forsake all Okay, count the cost What does that cost look like? To me This is where I have to sit down and be honest with myself, to take inventory of the things in my life. I said, Lord, where in my life have certain things taken a hold of my heart? And my heart is not 100% yours, right? Like my heart, I say maybe it's 100% yours, but there's things in my life where I obsess and I'm just like so focused and stressed and anxious and whatever. And of course, we have to do our part. I'm not saying don't do your part. I'm not saying be irresponsible. But in the end, you do your part and you leave the rest to God. So we have to count the cost. We have to take the time to reveal to us, what is it in my life that I'm really focused on? Like, what is it? Again, maybe it's like that, that, that unhealthy family component. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's prestige, reputation, whatever. Like, you figure that out. Okay, with social media today, like, especially I would say, like, especially for our younger generation, social media, hopefully it's just the younger generation, okay, but social media today, I would say, you know what? The, the biggest thing is, like, comparing. Like, that comparison trap. Of me versus the person next to me. Count the cost. And when I count the cost, and this is going to be different in different seasons of life, Jesus says, let it go. Give it to me. Let me handle it. And practically how I do that is that it's a process. It's a process. Is that I pray for that actively, even if I don't want to. Like let's say I have a whole, like there's something in my life where I'm holding on tight to. And I pray like, Lord, help me let go. Lord, help me let go. I don't want this thing to consume me. Help me let go. When we do that, when we count the cost, when we're honest with ourselves, when we're committed to the process of letting things go and forsaking all, on the surface today, the gospel seems like we're losing a lot. But Jesus says the exact opposite. You're actually gaining a ton. When you lose, you gain. That's Christianity. Christianity is upside down. Christianity is the upside down religion. It's the inverse of everything. Every other religion doesn't this doesn't make sense. Christianity is the inverse of everything. You want to gain a lot? Lose a lot. You want to gain a lot? Forsake all. That's Christianity. This is why we do spiritual things. We don't do spiritual things to earn favor with God. We don't do spiritual things to, to check the box. This is why we participate in the sacraments. This is why we pray. This is why we fast. This is why we do all those things. Because what am I might, what I'm doing, when I'm doing all those things is I'm saying, Lord, I want to become like you. I want to worship you, wholly, fully. I want to participate I want to have that communion with you one hundred percent. And none of us are there, we're all gonna you know, we're all striving. But that's what I want. I want to be in going in that direction, in that trajectory. There's a verse that I love so much um, from first Peter five seven, where he tells us, Cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. Cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. It's a good memory verse. You could, if you wanted to, okay, you could put in that in that verse right there, cast your cares upon him, cast your idols too. Like throw that one in there too. Cast your cares, cast your idols. Because that's what they become. My prayer. My prayer today is that as we are praying in this liturgy with Thankful hearts, okay, full bellies, and fast came at a perfect time, okay? Full bellies, but thankful hearts, okay? We're praying today. And we're thankful that God is going to take care of us. We're thankful that God is telling us, He's giving us the keys to like the secret of life. Everybody else out there is searching. They're searching for the secrets of life. How do I pursue happiness? How do I find joy? How do I find peace? And she says it's right here. You want it, lose, and you'll gain. Let it go, and you'll have peace. My prayer is that as we do that today, as we're praying in the liturgy, that we're being honest with God, that we're pouring out our hearts to God, and we're asking him, Lord, reveal to us those things in our lives, reveal to us those things in our hearts that you want us to let go of, that you want us to lay at your feet, so that we're not carrying these burdens around, we're not carrying these idols around, but that we're worshiping you 100%. And glory be to God forever. Amen. uh,